Did the fellowship of the carriers disband on their journey to have one messaging app to rule them all? Can Google's own smartwatch resurrect the currently divisive Wear OS platform? And is Google getting one step closer to being the digital butler we all want by being able to order you dinner? All of this and more on today's episode of Jaden and Laramie Talk Tech. My name is Laramie. My name is Jaden. And uh, welcome back. We took a, like a week off, so yeah. that means it's been two weeks since our last upload. Um, I didn't get to do uh, very many exciting things, but Jaden got to do a lot more <laughs> exciting things. Why don't you tell them what you were yeah. like painfully doing in these uh, last two yeah, weeks? Yeah, it was terrible. I was in Aruba <laughs> <laughs> for a week. Um, so I'm sorry about, you know, being gone for a week, not being able to record a podcast, which we could have done it. The, it turns out that they actually have pretty good Wi-Fi down there. Yeah. We could have remotely done it, but you know. You're on vacation. I, I was on vacation, so yeah, yeah. No, you're you're good. <laughs> yeah, it was you very. It was a very hard can. week. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like as in always with the world of tech, there's been a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So um, let's just jump in. Uh, Jaden, just roulette it. What do you want to talk about first? Hmm. Pixel Watch. It's probably it. the thing I'm most excited about, to be honest. Okay, tell us why you're so excited about it. Because it looks like a watch. <laughs> <laughs> that um, helps. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had a chance, go and search Google Pixel Watch. There were some renders that were created by, um, I don't remember the name of the render creator, but John Prosser is the leaker that mm-hmm. got the official photos of the Pixel Watch. And then he reached out to a render creator to create what is out there now. Mm-hmm. And it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It does look really good. Um, I currently have the Active Watch 2, so I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for circular. Like, I think that's that's what, what a watch, watch should be. Should look like. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it looks a lot to me. Like, I was I was wanting to see if this would pull up. Do you remember the, uh, the Scoggin Falster mm-hmm. watch? It looks a lot like that. Yeah, and which I makes sense. I always wanted one. but Me too. I just like it's just too expensive <laughs> for me. I think yeah. they were like two fifty, three hundred, something like that. Yeah, which Fossil owns that Scoggin brand. Uh, um, yes, that's right. They're a part of like the Fossil group, and I always wanted one too. But yeah, same thing. They were just too expensive to justify. Yeah. And Wear OS wasn't getting any <laughs> investment from Google at the time. Like yeah. we're seeing a little bit more investment from Google now. Yeah, which a lot of people are saying points towards the eminence of them dropping their own watch because. For sure. Wear OS here just in the last couple of weeks have been getting some little tweaks mm-hmm. here and there and cleaning things up. Yeah. And honestly, like if you have ever used a Wear OS watch, it's it's honestly not a bad operating system. It no. just needs more investment and they need better hardware. Mm-hmm. But the software itself, the interface of Wear OS, I think is, I mean, I've used a few smartwatches. I think it's one of the best interfaces mm-hmm. for what a smartwatch should do. Yeah. Because primarily it's a watch that also does fitness tracking. Like yeah. it doesn't have a bunch of extra bells and whistles that mm-hmm. is buzzing you all day long. Yeah. Like, Cause you don't want a phone on your wrist. You want a watch. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. And I mean, the last Wear OS I had was the Moto 360, which was an awesome little sure. watch only lasted like half a day, <laughs> but, um, it was a great little watch. Tizen is a pretty big competitor. There's in 
honestly, I've loved using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing is the app store is obviously not as big. It's puny compared yeah. to Wear OS's. But I, I, I have high hopes. The only thing that I was a little disappointed with on the renders, if this comes to fruition, I'm going to be disappointed. Is it looks like they're going to have their own proprietary band. Yeah. Which is super annoying. I have mixed feelings on it because I think it looks really good to make the design because they're tucking mm-hmm. the band. Like if you ever go look at the renders out there, listeners, um, they're kind of tucking the band underneath the body. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way that they can do that is if they have a custom band mechanism Yeah, to make it look the way it does. Sure. Um, but yeah, I have mixed feelings on it because then that means you have to buy bands from accessory makers that are licensing from Google or yeah. buy them from Google. So Yeah, and I mean, to be fair to Google, they're not as strict as Apple is whenever it comes to creating like third-party accessories, so I'm sure yeah. we'll see a lot of them. But I just, I'm more of just a sucker of being able to buy any band that I want. A like, cheap Amazon band. Yeah, like <laughs> leather. decent quality. And not cost $80. For sure. Because we've seen Apple take advantage of that mm-hmm. with their proprietary bands. They can charge whatever they want because they're proprietary. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little, yeah, I don't know about that. I hope that those that that ends up changing from the renders. But a a physical crown is going to be cool. That will be cool. Yeah. Um, especially because Wear OS, if you've ever used mm-hmm. it, um, it's very scroll based. Yeah. So like, there's your main interface is the clock face, and then if you swipe up then it goes to all of your notifications and you mm-hmm. just keep swiping through your notifications. Yeah. Um, and then swipe down, you go to your like settings tray. Yeah. So it's like that crown will be perfect for yeah. navigating. Which when you have as little like screen real estate as you do on a smartwatch, being able to interact with the watch without actually having to fidget with the screen is mm-hmm. kind of nice because then you, sure. can, uh, you, you can see all of your text message. You can see all of your notification without your fat thumbs being in the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm speaking personally of my fat thumbs, not <laughs> Jaden's, but yeah, no, my thumbs are also fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it looks like, I mean, the leaks right now are kind of pointing towards it, uh, releasing, uh, in tandem with the pixel phones in October. So not the a series, but the, the actual pixel six. Line. Yeah. The flagships. Yeah, um, and then also there's a rumor that it could have their own um, processor, too. Oh. That they wouldn't get the Qualcomm chip. Oh, they wouldn't get the Snapdragon mm-hmm. 3100, I think, is what they yeah. are using right now. Sounds like they might skip it. Hmm. So it'll be a big Google Silicon, which this will be a good segue. It'll be a big Google mm-hmm. Silicon um, event, I guess. Yeah. Which, I mean, we've talked about it several times on the podcast before, but it seems like impending that they will be releasing their own silicon. More mm-hmm. and more rumors are coming out. More and more leaks are coming out that they will be using their own silicon. Yeah. 9to5Google had a report that, and normally they don't do these report posts unless they have a direct source that they can pretty much confirm. It's mm-hmm. not like just an anonymous source, um, but like they know who's saying it. Yeah. Um, it said that their report... They had three main things that they were saying. Like, it's a Google design chip, so it's in-house designed. And then it's a partnership with Samsung's Exynos division to be manufactured by Samsung's processing division, Hmm. which makes sense because I doubt they would have TSMC do it with TSMC already having a chip shortage with Apple devices. 
Yeah. Um, so it makes sense for them to go through Samsung. And yeah. the quant the quantity will be lower. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of exterior companies use Samsung for all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that they already have a good relationship with Google to begin with. So yeah. that makes sense. Um, but I've, have you heard any other news in accordance to like just the the silicon and Google's own stuff? Um, so the the name of the processor is the GS101. GS101. Which Catchy. is kind of a good name. <laughs> yeah. Google, Google Silicon 101 is oh, okay. what you can assume yeah. that means. Okay. Um, that was the name, I guess. I'm confused by what the code names are versus the actual name of the processor, but they're pretty sure GS101 is the name. And then in the software for the camera, they can already kind of see some new things coming in. And Slider would be the name of that um, chip. Huh. It's a, name, it's a name of a chip, and they know that it's not a code name for any Qualcomm chips. Okay. And it's in the Google Camera app, so you can kind of start to assume that that is, in some way, probably a Google chip. Hmm. Okay. Well, so I know that, like like I said, there's been a lot of uh, more leaks in Google Silicon, proprietary silicon that Google's going to be using. I mean, it's pretty impossible for us to know exactly what that means, any performance gains, the anything like that. implications could be huge. It could be, yep. Especially for Google Assistant. Yeah. If we've seen anything from the wild success of Apple's implementation of their own silicon into their products, uh, we can at least assume somewhat similar gains from Google yeah. doing the same. Yeah, because... On the last Pixel phone that had any form of Google processing um, was the Neural Core, yeah. which was on the Pixel 4 XL mm-hmm. um, and the Pixel 4. And <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, so it was on the Pixel 4 XL. Um, the Neural Core would help with the processing, the image processing. Yeah. And it does actually substantially improve the speed of the. The processing. the processing, which I mean, being an owner of the Pixel Five right now, I think that's one of the main things that I you notice. I notice is just the yeah. processing, especially being a, a dad of a one year old. There's a lot of times that I want to take a photo, and sometimes it, it just feels like it takes a little bit too long, yeah, um, to to process. But that's to be expected with a mid. But it should chip. be just for viewing the image, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it it is. But the thing is. It, it directly correlates with taking a photo mm-hmm. because a lot of the times I take a photo and I want to see if that's a good photo mm. and then I won't take a photo again. Sure. But I find myself where one of the best things about the Google Pixel camera experience is it's shoot it and forget it. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding myself shooting, waiting, seeing the processed image, then being like, cool, I'm good. Yeah. Rather than just t- taking it and knowing confidently, oh, it popped up in the little... Uh, image finder yeah and it has that little circle that processes yeah and it takes um, i mean it takes a good yeah, like two seconds i would say on the pixel 5 i remember it taking yeah about yeah. two two seconds or so yeah and then on the 4xl it's almost instant yeah like you take the photo open the photo and it's yeah. proce- it's done processing by the time it loads that screen yeah. up so there was a lot to like about the pixel 4xl but it sounds like there's some things to dislike about it <laughs> i what i had been j- joking about just a couple seconds ago was that i i made a uh, eye gesture at 
Jaden's new old phone. <laughs> <laughs> I still so. have my Pixel 4a. Okay. Um, I still have the Pixel 4 XL too. Okay. I have both. Okay. Um, mainly because I got it so cheap. So yeah. I'm not like in a rush to sell sure. one of them. Um, but I don't know. I thought that I really liked the larger screen, <laughs> but I forgot. I mean, like I went back to the 4A after I got back from Aruba. So I should say I took the 4XL to Aruba. Um, and it was great. I mean, I didn't really have a mask on that much down there. So the face unlock was fine. Worked sure. great. And it wasn't annoying or anything. Um, so I really do like the face unlock on the 4XL. But the screen size, I don't know, man. I think <laughs> I think the 4A and the 5 are pretty close to like the right size of phone. Yeah. At least for me. Because I don't, I don't have super long fingers. I have big palms, but I don't have really long fingers. So the, the, taller, the taller a phone gets, it's harder for me to reach yeah. the top of the screen. Well, and I mean, there's no fingerprint sensor on the back to be able to slide down too, mm-hmm. which I've always found is being super, a super convenient yeah. um, function, especially with someone with very small, um, I, I don't want to say feminine hands, but small, <laughs> smallish hands. Sure. Um, and so I, I can understand that. I, I don't know if I had mentioned to you that I, I think I mentioned to you that I wanted to get a Pixel 4 XL instead of the Pixel 5, just because, first yeah. of all, it's way cheaper. It's cheaper to get, um, yeah. But the battery claims on it were not as bad as the Pixel 4. Yeah. But the size, I think I even told you, I said, I just, I don't think I can do the size anymore. I didn't really have an issue with the battery. I never ran out on mm-hmm. any day, um, even with, like, not even thinking about it. I wasn't trying to not run out or anything. Yeah. Like, um, I didn't have issues with the battery, but the 4A does have better battery life than my 4XL. Yeah, I would say by fifteen percent at the end of the day. Well, it makes sense because so, of the you know the um, lower tier processor, lower tier processor, lower resolution screen, mm-hmm. no ninety hertz. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors there that I think make the four A sure. just a little bit longer lasting phone. Um, I mean, I've gone back and forth. Obviously, I'm jumping from ninety hertz to sixty hertz on the screen. It's really not that huge of a deal. You sure. do notice it, at least for the first, I don't know, day yeah. mm-hmm. after switching between them, but it's not a massive Yeah, you forget about it, deal. I'm sure. So. Um, but, I mean, that should be... I I love having a 90 hertz screen. That should be something that all Apple heads should be excited for this year. Oh, for sure. I'm sure it's... They have to. They have to. We've talked about this. At they least, have to. At least 90 hertz. At least. But I'm thinking probably 120. Yeah. I'm I th- thinking. I think for they'll the keep pro. the resolution. Yeah. And then up the refresh. I could see them doing something like where the Pro Max has 120 and maybe the other models have 90. Maybe. But I, d- I don't think that we'll see six. They, they can't. <laughs> they can't do another year without doing that at yeah. least on the top tier phones yeah they can't. i agree well speaking of um apple let's uh let's talk some apple event stuff uh yeah. 420 man um <laughs> what are we yeah what, what are date. we thinking what <laughs> <laughs> i think the biggest the biggest news and the at least the most confirmed by multiple sources is the new ipad pro yep which would be implementing uh, mini led um technology for mm-hmm. their screens which at is, least for one of the models, yeah, it sounds I like. I would assume probably the, the high tier one, like the 12. Yeah, I don't, there's no confirmation of both models getting 
and yeah. mini LED. Yeah. So I would assume that the 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 bigger brother of the two is yeah. probably going to get the mini LED. But you can just expect, just for those of you that listen that use this as kind of like a, a barometer on what if you should buy or you shouldn't. Mini LED will just have better contrast and um, better color accuracy too. Yeah, it'll get closer to OLED. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is OLED is now becoming a standard across so many mm-hmm. different types of products. It's like Mini LED works for devices. Maybe we can't get an OLED panel on that device, so th- we're gonna do Mini LED. Yeah, yeah. We can't get OLED on there, so. Um. So you can expect that. Obviously, it's been kind of like seeing the the uh, iPad Air having a better processor than their Pro is always a, a bad look. So being I think they're to, close because yeah. it's not an X processor that's on sure. the Air. Yeah. But yeah, it is weird when you look at an Air and it's A14 and then the Pros right now are A12X. Yeah. And the, I mean, you see the price difference too yeah. and it's not reflective. Of it's not a processor. small price difference either. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, so it'll make sense. I, that's pretty much in the bag to see a new iPad Pro. Um, the next thing on the list would be new iMacs. Which would be sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not an iMac person, but there is definitely a fan base of the iMac yeah. out there. Yeah, we um, actually recently had a, a buddy of ours reach out to us asking if they should wait for the iMac mm-hmm. or if they should just pull the trigger on the Mac Mini. With the M1. Um, the, with the M1. And we, you had mentioned something. I can't remember exactly how you put it. Do you remember how you put it? Where you were like, why get an iMac because it's not portable? Yeah, basically. I mean... <sighs> iMacs are tough. I don't love all-in-ones because you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. Sure. So if the screen goes out, your computer's attached to that screen. Yeah. The computer itself, some of those components go out. Your screen is attached to that computer, right? So I have a hard time with all-in-ones. Sure. I think Apple would be the only company I would ever buy an all-in-one from. So it makes sense to get an iMac. No, it, it does. And I think I'm looking through our text messages right now. Sure. Oh, okay. So it, I, th- I thought this was really interesting because it really shows you the niche of some of these products. Mm-hmm. So when Jaden had mentioned to our buddy, hey, why not just get like a, a MacBook Pro or something? He said, honestly, it's the ability of not being able to take it with me. Uh, trying to be better at turning off. Sure. Also love Mac displays, and I have an iPad Pro for working on the go, so didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which it totally makes sense for him. Yeah, because he sure. already has the iPad Pro. Like, and I think this is a testament to to Apple and their products right now, because mm-hmm. really the iPad Pro. Um, if I were, if I were an Apple user, which I'm not, I'm not even thinking about anymore. I've had my affair. I've learned. <laughs> I've, I've gotten counseling with Google, and we're, I'll ask you again in three years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ask me again in three years. But if I were, I think my game plan would be to get a Mac Mini for home usage, and then I would just get a, an iPad Pro for my on-the-go stuff. Yeah, I really don't think that I would need anything more than that. For sure. Um, and the um, ecosystem and everything, and how they correlate and talk and and everything like that. Makes sense for a lot of folks, mm-hmm. and especially because our our friend ended up going with the the uh, the Mac Mini. Mm-hmm. Um, that's affordable, man. Like that's I have one. You have one. I, oh, you I sold that. One? Yeah, I sold that oh, sixteen yeah. inch. 
That's right. Um, and then because they're so cheap, I still have money left over from selling that 16-inch MacBook Pro, and I use yeah. my Mac Mini at home. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes so much sense. I don't feel like computing on that level has been that affordable in a while. No. So it's uh, pretty Especially pretty for video, photo work, that processor is yeah. insane. It's the only thing that makes me jealous of Apple users right now. <laughs> I've, yeah, I haven't once heard the fan spin up. Yeah, that's that's nuts. That's really crazy. Yeah, um, but we we should double check with our buddy and see how he's been liking his yeah. uh, Mac Mini. I really don't think he's gonna have any complaints, but we should check in with him anyway. For sure. Um, and then let's see, uh, Air Tags. <laughs> Maybe Air Tags? Question mark. <laughs> Air Tags again? Question mark. Um, at this point, they should just rebrand it and be Air Tags? Question mark. Yeah. Um, but air tags, yeah, air tags, maybe you want those. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's been rumored for so long. The hype might be dying now. <laughs> I'm almost decided to just not talk about air tags until they show up. Maybe that's what we should do. <laughs> Scratch it. I'll just edit that out. <laughs> and this is pretty unsubstantiated, but Apple TV, uh, it could happen. Yeah. Because the current generation is like three years old. Yeah, and the, the 4K model, the mm -hmm. current one. Do you know when it updated last? I don't. Mm -mm. I think it's about three or four years old it's now. Been, yeah, it's been a bit. And especially now the they uh, officially, like YouTube wasn't supporting the old. The old one. The yeah, old one. so we could get so a new generation. It would make sense for those who are like, ah, YouTube's not supporting my mm -hmm. device anymore, the ones that held on to it for so long. Yeah. Then they released a new one I right think, after. If anything, it'll just be a processor bump would probably be huge anyway yeah um i don't know what's in it right now what else would you what what else would you stuff into a streaming oh well i would replace the remote because the current remote's complete <laughs> garbage yeah it's terrible you know what? i've had one you've had one oh when, yeah when i worked yeah. at apple um i had the first apple tv of the current like style uh-huh um, it wasn't 4k because i didn't have the 4k model at the time but it was the same remote I hate that remote. <laughs> <laughs> and most yeah. people you talk to also hate also that hate remote. It, yeah. Yeah, it's the whole gesturing thing. It reminds me too much of a Wii. It's really bad at being a remote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what my favorite remote ever is? What's that? I had a Vizio remote and it on the back side, uh -huh. full keyboard. Yep. Dad, I had the been, full QWERTY oh, keyboard on the back. So nice. And it was backlit. And it was clicky, and it was just it man. had to be expensive. It wasn't though for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, for them. To, like, I'm sure. Include with the TV. Yeah, because the the TV itself, I think I bought for like five hundred bucks. <laughs> but I was just like in love with that remote. And I remember that remote. We have a nice Bravia uh, Sony TV, mm -hmm. really really nice. And Morgan and I still talk about the Vizio remote every once in a while. Right. Like it's just it makes so much sense <laughs> to have that on the back. Like my phone's not a like a replacement for a remote. I still want sure. a physical TV remote, and just, and then with smart apps and stuff, being able to type with your remote yeah. is sweet. Because like right now, what happens? Because I my uh, Sony TV has an Android TV built into it, and what ends up happening is whenever I get to a screen like that, like on my remote. It'll say, pick up your phone to type in this information. It's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I just know want it to be is. easy to type. <laughs> My one-year-old is chewing on it in the next room. <laughs> I don't want to go get it. Um, 
<laughs> that was a funny side tangent, but I, I don't know. I don't know why no one has done that. Um, I don't know. Like why people don't do that. You could even do like, you know, the QWERTY keyboard that's on your phone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be landscape, like a really big keyboard on the back no. of a remote. Like it can be small. Yeah. Replace the numbers uh-huh. with a small version of the QWERTY keyboard. Just something. Like it's just nice to have a, a physical keyboard. I was one of those yeah. kids that uh, still was rocking like the, what was that? The MV2. Like when oh, yeah. when uh, um, touchscreens were really phone. becoming like a, a cool thing. It's like, oh, I don't need a physical keyboard anymore. I was like, I like my physical keyboard. Yeah. Held on to that thing as long as I could. Um, I like the physical keyboard too. I, I don't remember what phone it was, but it was an LG and you could slide it up. It would like slide sideways. Yeah. It had that physical yeah. keyboard. And that was even, yeah, when touchscreen phones were super popular. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I, I can see why phone manufacturers, or not phone manufacturers, TV manufacturers don't do that with remotes because it, I'm sure the fail rate is really high. Sure. With having, the buttons. you know, 26 at least other buttons <laughs> to contend with. Yeah. But say la vie, I'll miss you, Vizio remote. Um, maybe one day I'll upgrade, downgrade to a Vizio. <laughs> it would be a downgrade from your it, current TV. My Bravia is really nice. Yeah. Um, but the Vizio ones have been getting really good. Like, mm-hmm. I have a Vizio in our living room, mm-hmm, but it's yeah. like the higher tier. It's like at the time it was the highest tier. But they Vizio. go by like letters, right? So like I think it's like Z is like their top letter or something. They have a new like master series. Um, our TV is not that one. Maybe master the, will replace pro in the tech world. <laughs> Could you probably imagine? not. <laughs> They're removing master from everything. 12 master max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That'd be stupid. Please. No. Um, <laughs> well, we don't have anything to segue into, so let's just talk um, about the mobile carriers. Um, I thought that yeah. was pretty interesting news because yes, on the face of it, if you were just to read the headline, it's uh, mobile carriers decide to drop all their plans for RCS, which is not true. That's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, whenever I read the the headlines, screw you, clickbait. Um, that's what I thought they were saying was that uh, like carriers were just done with RCS. Sure. But in reality, it's just that the companies the big ones like it was sprint t-mobile and verizon i don't know why acronyms stick in my head but it was the ccmi ccmi which is cross carrier mobile initiative aha yeah that broke up yeah they broke up they're (laughs) They're no longer a fellowship (laughs) they they um are not gonna see each other after the summer is over their relationship is dead yeah so what that really means is that they were trying to co-develop a app for rcs which is a terrible idea if you've ever used a mobile specific app period like a carrier specific app period they are always hot garbage all of them and so this is actually a victory yes (laughs) this is a good thing because it would be tragic to have a potential cross carrier rcs wider implementation of the platform available and then it'd be hot garbage and no one wants to use it and then their plan which is why it was so sad (laughs) when it was announced like i don't know two years ago or a year ago Uh they wanted to make it the default messaging Mm -hmm. app on every android phone 
yeah. on any carrier that's in that TCMI group, mm-hmm. which is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Um, and then actually, do you remember shortly after that, Google announced that they were rolling out RCS themselves yeah, they were across like, the world? It was basically like, it, it was like a screw you guys, we're just going to do this yep. anyway. Because they were dragging their feet. Yeah, they knew that their solution was better than anything those carriers would ever come up with. And they probably were fighting the carriers behind closed doors that entire time. Yeah. And then the carriers were like, nope, we're not going with your route, Google. Google's like, okay, well, we're (laughs) going to roll it out on our servers across the world and deal with it. And that was probably the gunshot that killed the the relationship. Because... I mean, we, we see now RCS is available to so many more people. I'm yeah. running, so the, the friends that I do have that have an Android, I'm running into typing indicators more, into red indicators more. It's happening more and more and more and more, which is a really good thing because then that'll put pressure on Apple to just go ahead and enable RCS. Yep. Um, I did read a really interesting article that there was a leak from... Um, what was his title at Apple? I don't remember his title. I don't remember. But uh, one of the higher-ups, he was like a chief, and he said, we have no incentive to activate RCS or to have an iMessage. To put iMessage on Android. On Android, because it'll enable families to buy their children Androids or something rather than into our ecosystem. He, I think he said it would do nothing but hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. I or think something that's, like that. It I would hurt us and not help us. Yeah. In any um, way. I'm Which is like, you admitted it. Yeah. <laughs> you admitted that this is your fault. Yeah. This whole cross carrier, like all this mess of messaging is your fault. Well, and it's like, <laughs> this this article says iMessage is never coming to Android, so please stop asking. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep asking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't want iMessage. On I Android. don't either. I'm I'm fine with Google Messages. It's much cleaner and just works. Yeah. But well, and there's no app store inside of your messaging app <laughs> yeah. attached to your keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, they've ruined iMessage, but there's that's for another stuff. Yeah. But um, it it really was like a smoking gun. Um, it was an internal email, so it was never supposed to be released. But the guy was basically being like, yeah, yeah we would lose money. So the antitrust no judges are going to have a great time oh, with that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really going to help stuff like Epic and Epic's case and everything. So I, you know, back to RCS implementation. Um, Google probably killed that project because, first of all, they were the, cool, the quote-unquote cool kids mm-hmm. um, the carriers were. And didn't let Google in on the planning of yeah. this new app. Google's like, just we have the servers, yeah. we have the technology, use it. Yeah, it's open and then for they were you. Like, no, we want to build our own. Yeah, and I think the last nail in the coffin was probably the T-Mobile and Google partnership. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, well, we're not going to fight against this. Or, or the T-Mobile partnership was announced because this already happened. Yeah, probably. before it was announced. I, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the order. Um, because yeah. T-Mobile probably left the CCMI a while ago mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, which that T-Mobile and Google partnership sounds really cool. Like I know I'm reading about it right now. Yeah. They, <laughs> they basically are saying that by default um, mm-hmm. every Android phone on T-Mobile will use Google messages. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said that they are getting rid of T-Vision, 
which is their terrible oh, attempt gosh. of yeah. making YouTube TV. Yeah. Um, but under T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. So they got rid of that and they said, we're going to, any T-Mobile customer that wants to be a YouTube TV subscriber, they save like, I don't know, 10 bucks a month or yeah. something, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had another one too. Oh, it's Pixels. Yeah. yeah. They're saying that they're full now lineup. going, yeah, they're going to have the full lineup at T-Mobile yeah. going forward. Which is super cool. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think alone the, that they're making the default messaging app, uh, Google messages is huge because right now, just, just with the implementation of RCS, was it last year that mm-hmm. Google is just like, we're screw it. We're doing it. Um, like I had mentioned before, I'm starting to see those typing indicators mm-hmm. much more than I used to. Like I'm starting to see like all the yeah. fun, like things that come along with RCS implementation starting to see that more. I message. I mean, yeah, it's like it basically I message between Android users. Well, so that's, that, that becomes the question then, right? Do you think that with all these anti like monopoly suits and everything like that, do you think that Apple will have their hand forced for them to activate RCS? I think the only thing that will make Apple support RCS is a law change, which it can't be more than three years away. Yeah. I don't see Apple holding out for very long. I mean, well, I think that Apple probably knows that it's an inevitability. I yeah. think they're just hanging on. Well, they want S- they want it to be I- SMS because it's so much worse than RCS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so at then some it's a point, feature for Apple to have yeah. iMessage, yeah. And iOS users or iPhone users, they're none the wiser. They don't know that RCS exists mm-hmm. if they stay within Apple camp um, and they just don't listen to podcasts like ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Share it with your friends, yeah, folks. They're none the wiser. Like they don't know that there's anything better out there or smoother between mm-hmm. two different types of phones. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. no, I think I think um, it just... It just makes sense that Apple is going to have to move over. They're going to have to do it. They'll have to enable it. Yeah. Which will be a, a huge deal. Yeah. That was good. Oh, my gosh. It'll be a really bad moment for Apple, to it be honest. Be. Yeah. As it, a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one of the... I, I've had... I don't know about you, but with the friends that I've had that have switched over from Apple to Android, literally they said they loved everything about Android except for not being able to share... IMessage. Yeah, iMessage, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Airdrop is another one that comes up, which yeah. Google now has nearby share. Yeah. Which is a new um, spec. I saw that they're going to be enabling a feature too where you can click a button on nearby share to just share to anyone that's around that has nearby share turned yeah. on too. Which then becomes, I mean, it's Airdrop. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's getting closer and closer. And I feel like Google's being very strategic with what they're pushing out, what they're implementing, what they're mm-hmm. doing. They've never been good at marketing. Um, nope. Which is... So ironic yeah. because they're an advertising yes. company. <laughs> yeah. Everyone uses Google ads. Everyone. And they, they're, they're not Somehow good Somehow they're not good at marketing. I have been seeing more, um, I guess you would say, innovations with their marketing strategies, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't know if you saw like the whole Zen commercial they had about like switching oh, yeah. like, and stuff like <laughs> that. Like full of like satire and just like yeah. it, it was a really funny, well done commercial. I think it'll get the Zoomers on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they know that they need to target Gen Z. Yeah. For really sure. hard. Yeah. With Pixel. Well, and it, it, it kind of, 
there's been studies showing that the Gen Zers and then I, th- I think it restarts, right? So it'll be Gen Alphas now mm-hmm. uh, going forward. Uh, studies are showing that they're going to be more rejecting of norms than yep. generations of the past. So it makes me wonder if because Google's not really the norm, Apple is. They might be set up perfectly. They might be. Yeah. Um, they might know it too. Yeah. Which is why their marketing's changing. I would have a heavy bet on them knowing it. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's cool to see that even though you have like companies like Samsung that are much like, I wouldn't say better, but just like much like more prominent with their marketing on Sure. Hey, you know, our S21 has this feature. It's mm-hmm. this, it's this, it's this. They're doing ads all the time. All the time. In, in within their phones. Yeah. They're <laughs> like advertising their for their phones on their phones. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh Mike, who is a regular listener of uh the podcast, he he says anytime we start talking about Samsung, it makes him feel bad because he has an S20, I think. But he was talking to me last time whenever we were he had just gotten done listening to our podcast. He said, I hate that my phone has ads in the OS. It's in the settings menu, it's so like stupid. in the notification tray. So stupid. It's so sorry, bad. sorry, Mike. Um, I don't hate Samsung. No. But that's annoying. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I should say back to the RCS thing. Yeah. Samsung will be excluded from mm. the Google messages being the default mm. in the US, I think. I think just in the US. They've got enough weight to probably yeah. say, no, I'm not going to do that. But what's cool is Samsung's messaging app, it does support Google's RCS standard. Oh. So it's like using Google on the okay. back end. Yeah. Um, but they still want people using the Samsung app, which makes sense. You can still switch it. Yeah. Right? So like if you're a Samsung user, you can go use Google Messages if you want. Yeah. Uh, but the default app will be Samsung Messages. Well, yeah. We're just getting so much closer to a unified messaging system, mm-hmm. which is going to be really cool. Yeah, which that I'm fine with, right? Like if you want to use yeah. Samsung's app that also supports RCS and you prefer it, use yeah. it, right? Well, and that'll be... That'll be the same story with whenever Apple does um, enable RCS. Is that they're gonna they're not gonna have to use like Google like Messages app, right? Yeah, just it will be inside on. the the Apple Messages app. Yeah, mainly exactly. because Apple at least currently does not allow you to use any other texting app. Yeah, so which is crazy to think about all the different um, third party messaging apps that are available on Android and how like literally all they all their market is is Android. They can't touch mm-hmm. Apple, which is... There's some big ones, like Textra was yeah. huge. They're still huge, but I feel like Textra's losing a lot of business because of Google Messages. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they support RCS or not. I don't follow Textra enough. Me but neither. They have a really good app, I will mm-hmm. say that. I used it in the past, long, long, long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think it's uh, some good news. Uh, for us Android users, for sure. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, it's good news for Apple users. It's bad news for Apple. It's good news for Apple users. Yes, the consumer wins with competition. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we will be seeing more um, to come on those lawsuits that are being filed right now with Apple. These aren't just those lawsuits that get like noticed once in the news and then they're gone forever. This is going to be an ongoing thing. And they could take years. Yeah. Yeah, I this hope epic not. lawsuit mm-hmm. potentially could be next year that it gets resolved. Next year, yeah, twenty twenty two, and then and then we'll start seeing Apple's hand getting forced 
to release its grip mm-hmm. on um, customization, just options. That's all it is. Yeah. Just give, you know, if it's I like could the, use Google Maps and Google Assistant on an iPhone by mm-hmm. default, man, it'd be a better, a better it'd sell. Be, it'd be tempting. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is that they're kind of acting like the um, clingy girlfriend that <laughs> thinks that being clingy will keep them with you, but yeah. in reality, it's pushing you away. Yeah. Um, more like an abuser, honestly, in this situation. <laughs> but um, I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. But yeah. But anyway, uh, that. That's really cool. I'm excited for our CS implementation. We'll see where it goes yeah. from here. It's looking good though. Better it than it did two years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then let's see. Oh, um, the one plus nine Hasselblad oh, yeah. partnership. Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all hype. Yeah. I'll just say that. Like the Hasselblad partnership, a lot of people had a feeling before the one plus nine was announced, like, this could be a really cool camera if yeah. they really worked with Hasselblad, mm-hmm. but it looks like they didn't work with Hasselblad hardly at all. So from the from the reviews that I read and watched on the OnePlus 9, it looks like um, it's it really comes down to the color science is what they really worked with Hasselblad on. Like that's, yeah, that's the extent of the partnership. Which it's like, I don't know. I think that partnerships... I'm uh, air quotes partnerships in the in the phone world are kind of scoffed at now. Like in a lot of aspects too, like even laptops. There's so many laptops that say Dolby Atmos technology on the speakers, and those speakers are not doing Dolby Atmos. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're not. (laughs) Um, So it's just one of those things. They've they're hurting their reputation by almost putting like names on it for both sides yeah i think both are harmed yeah so i it looks like the camera performance is good but it's not anything that's going to compete with samsung um did you see the delay yeah so the screen or the uh shutter speed yeah delay i did see that but then marquez he said that what that actually is is it's the animation that it actually captures it instantly but that the animation is lagged behind that's so then it rough. seems like you're not catching the photo like that you want. But if you go into your gallery immediately, you'll see that you caught the precise moment that you clicked yeah. it. But the the shutter lag animation is what's making it, it slow. Yeah. That'll be fixed in a... In it, a yeah, good thing that patch. that is software. That's not hardware. Yeah. So that'll that's, be fixed. that's good news. But, you know, I saw... Inevitably, there's always those videos of comparisons and... Samsung wipes the floor. Yeah, I still think Samsung takes a better photo than OnePlus. Yeah. By a significant margin. Arguably, Samsung takes the best photos right now, period, uh, with their Ultra. On the, yeah, the S21 Ultra versus the, P- the 12 Pro Max, it's pretty close. It's almost subjective mm-hmm. between the two. With their color science, yeah. With yeah. their, w- what do yeah, you prefer, like, warmer Which color. look do you like better? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think this just points towards... Pixel really needing to make a move on a yeah. new sensor. There was a rumor that they're switching to a Samsung sensor. Did you see that? Really? I didn't see that. Yeah, so it's the sensor that they've been using in the past is a Sony sensor. Mm-hmm. Which um, is a standard, really. Yeah, it's that 12 megapixel Sony sensor. It's a really clean and good sensor, but now they've they've met we've talked about this in previous mm-hmm. episodes. They're kind of at the end of what that sensor can do. Yeah. 
Um, it sounds like this new sensor, though, might be Samsung's highest end sensor, hmm. Hmm. which is, I think it's ISOCELL, if you want to look it up, but it's yeah. ISOCELL is the branding that they have for their sensors, and it's their top tier sensors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's only one phone that has the sensor that they think it will be, and it's the brand new Xiaomi one yeah. that's supposed to have a really, really good camera. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I mm-hmm. really like Sony's products. I, I like really Sony's do. sensors. Uh, I think that all comes down to software, though. So yeah. if Google finds that they get more light yeah. out of that sensor... They'll just go with it. They'll just go with it and yeah. ap- apply their algorithms and stuff. Yeah. So. It, well, it's kind, of, it's kind of turning into a thing that there's some ultimatums that Google and uh, Apple have right now. Ultimatum for Google is they need a new sensor in their mm-hmm. in their phones. Ultimatum for Apple is the refresh rate on their on their screens. For sure, like they have to get these things done. <laughs> they have to. It has to happen <laughs> this year. Yes, for sure. Um, but it does it does seem, and I've been a fan of OnePlus, but it does seems seem like the Hasselblad partnership is kind of dead on arrival. Like. Yeah. Like anything else. I mean, you see the Zeiss partnerships. They never really mean anything. For sure. Has Samsung done any camera partnerships? I think I think they did like a long time ago. Yeah. Like a really long time ago. I don't think they've done any recently. Yeah. I don't it think they need like to. It feels like OnePlus is early day Samsung now. Oh, yeah. They've, they've <laughs> definitely been kind of on the coattails of Samsung for... Yeah. A bit now, especially even with their um, their software, their yeah software changing up yeah. and everything. It really does feel like that. Yeah, which I don't know if you saw, but the standard OnePlus Nine. Did you see that they? What was it that they removed? They oh they removed optical image stabilization from the main camera, which is dumb. That's insane. It's super dumb. He puts it puts the Dave OnePlus... Lee pointed it out, didn't he? Yeah. He like showed he showed his OnePlus eight photos and his OnePlus nine photos at night. And because just to explain, OIS is image stabilization on the mm-hmm. sensor. So at night, um, when the shutter is open longer, um, it needs that sta- extra stabilization to take a cleaner photo. Yeah. The OnePlus eight was way crisper than yeah. the OnePlus nine photos. That's that is now you're starting to see the greed of OnePlus Nine or I'm sorry OnePlus coming through on the OnePlus Nine because yeah. like really that puts it as the most expensive phone without optic with a bad a bad camera yeah I mean just objectively it, that's a bad camera yeah. for night photos and I had I had mentioned in podcasts previous that seeing the road that OnePlus was going down. Like, you know, like, like, you're going down a path I kind of follow. <laughs> um, and it really, it, it's, it's turning into that. I jumped yeah. ship because seeing some of the mo- the moves that they're making recently, I, it's not in the interest of the customer at all. For sure. And Which is probably why Carl Pay left. Yeah. No, I, I think so. I, man, it's just bonkers to me that they would remove OIS from their main camera sensor. I don't know what their thinking was. Uh, well, one hundred percent. It's because saving. they were they were trying to differentiate yeah. the One Plus Nine from the Pro, yeah. but that is too big. Just remove wireless charging. There yeah. you go. Done. Yeah. Take a simple feature that's not a requirement of a flagship. Yeah. Like you can go without wireless charging on a flagship. Yeah. But 
Yeah. But oh, I guess. Oh my gosh. Maybe On the main sensor, especially. Yeah. Like if if you had taken it off of the telephoto or the ultra wide and left it on the main sensor, like I get it. But yeah, on the on the, the main, the main sensor? sensor, yeah, it's weird. Oh my gosh, so stupid. Um, well, looks like we have Google Butler. Google Butler. Yeah, that's what I'm about <laughs> to call him now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's some cool features that they're working on, man. Uh huh. Google Assistant's getting really, really good. Yeah. This new feature is food ordering. Mm-hmm. So with partnered restaurants, it, I think it'll start with chains and they're going to train it enough to the point where you could do it with local yeah. businesses. So why don't you explain to people exactly what this looks like and how it's different from autofill? Yeah. So basically you're going to go on most likely Google Maps, open up the restaurant that you're trying to order food from. And then you'll have a big order now button, but it'll be also branded with the Google Assistant. Um, very similar, actually, to their current implementation of Showtimes. So if you go on your Google app, or I guess, yeah, just your Google app, and you search for Showtimes for a movie, which hopefully movie theaters are starting to open up for you again. <laughs> I, went and, I went and saw Godzilla vs. Kong last week in the movie, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so if you, you'll see a show times button or book show times and it will go through Google assistant will basically ask you questions of what you want and it'll go through the website in the background and fill those things out. Mm-hmm. So it'll ask like, what seat do you want? It'll ask like, how many tickets do you need? How many children and adults? Yeah. It's going to be very similar to that for food. Mm-hmm. So with these partnered restaurants, I'm assuming it's going to be chains at first, right? Cause those websites are pretty easy to scrape through. They're probably sure. built pretty well. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to click order now and Google assistant will read the page Mm -hmm. and give you the list. It'll give you the menu. You select what you want. And then when you hit order now and do Google pay, you paid for it already. Yeah. And Google assistant will, or either call you, call them if it has to, or just run through the payment. Yeah. Super. I mean, super awesome. They're, they're really coming up. They're really coming up with things that are just going to make your life easier. Yeah. I mean, the end goal of this is being able to talk to Google Assistant, mm-hmm. right, ambiently and say, hey, order me Jimmy John's. And yeah. it'll say, okay, which sandwich do you want? Yeah. And then you tell it which sandwich. So cool. Right? And yeah. then it already has your payment information through Google Pay mm-hmm. online and charges your card and Jimmy John shows up at your door yeah. and you never got on a website. You never did anything other than talk to Google assistant. Yeah. Exactly like an assistant should be. So now did you see the article that was from, I think it was Android authority or Android police that it was basically just asked. It was a survey of how many folks actually use their Google assistant. Now I briefly, I saw the headline. I know okay. which article you're talking about. I didn't get to read it though. So now, it, and just to put context on this too, most of the people that are reading Android authority are, Mostly tech heads. Techie. Most people that Mm -hmm. peruse their articles care about Android. 50% of people don't use their assistant. Yep. That's nuts. It is. Um, I use use it. I can't even count how many times I use it in the day. I, yeah, I use it all day. Yeah. Because there's so many things that I don't want to do. I don't want to go and fuss with an app's UI or something like at the moment. I just want it to do it for me. Yeah. 
Um, I, my theory is that they still haven't made these easy enough to use. Hmm. You have to remember so many f- like hot words or so many like specific trigger yeah. words. Like your bank has mm. to get pretty big right now of remembering what it can and can't do and how you have to ask something to get it to do it. Yeah. They're getting pretty close though, especially with Google Assistant that yeah. you could almost ask it anyway. Yeah. And it can figure out what you're trying to get it to do. Yeah. You have to have a really high threshold of patience. Yeah. To be able to use it as extensively as you and I use it. Yeah. Because like, there's one thing. I might have to have you help me figure this out today before you leave. <laughs> but um, I used to be able to just tell my smart display to turn off my living room TV mm-hmm. and worked all the time. It, it's such a stupid little thing, but like getting up off of the couch and going to bed, like sometimes I forget to turn off the TV. Yeah. And rather than getting up, getting my remote and going and turning it off, I can just tell my assistant and it'll turn it off. All of a sudden, for no reason, it just started saying, uh, cannot cannot mm. communicate with your desi- device or device not supported. That could be a bug with Chromecast built in because yeah. you're using Android TV yeah. right now. Maybe. I could see they're probably going to do less investment into Android TV and more investment into Google TV. Yeah, for sure. Forward. And I mean... So it could be a bug. I'm sure it is, yeah. but... It, 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 it obviously it frustrated me, but it doesn't oh, sure. frustrate me to the point of not using it. Yeah. But I could see it frustrating someone else to being like, oh, yeah. this thing's stupid. It could be an work. update. Yeah. There's so many things that that could be. Um, also, HDMI, that like that's going through HDMI to tell it to turn off the TV. Mm-hmm. There's That's a horrible... Hor- <laughs> I won't go down that rabbit hole, but HDMI talking to TVs is so bad. The yeah. implementation for software developers, it's just a nightmare. I'm sure... Yeah. Because then, there's so many manufacturers, they all do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. I just, have to have the I right, feel like, bad for TV developers. Cable, <laughs> like the right cable specifications to be able to utilize your devices to the yeah. best of their ability, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. HDMI talking sense. to the TV is, it's a rough. But I mean, that is, that is the thing. It might also be kind of the same effect that um, people have such a sour reputation for Android because they used it in android version 7 yeah and they're when like ios oh, was, was clearly horrible. better yeah yeah and they just think that android's horrible still because that was their experience like eight mm-hmm. years ago but now it's it's got to a spot where it's like no it's really very good yeah that's going to be up to google yeah. marketing wise yep mm-hmm. they will have to market that it is easier to switch than it is to stay on an iphone yeah no and i i think they're getting there especially with the assistant and the cool thing is, is that the more people that use Assistant, the better it gets. Oh, for sure. So it, we're just going to see scale. it scale, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'll be the Google goosebumps of this segment is just Google's going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> the Assistant what, is going to get better. What happens when the Assistant is super smart yeah. and calls the company if they don't have a website and orders for you? That I mean, that's the next oh, step of this, no, right? Oh, yeah, for, yeah, 100%. Like if the business doesn't have a website that you can order food on, Google Assistant is just going to call. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that was that one tech display that we saw with them being able to call the person and then set up a hair appointment. Uh, appointment. And then they're like, oh, my my client needs it for one o'clock. And they're like, oh, that's booked. Oh, hold on. The script is just going to get so long to the point that it can do whatever you want it to do. Yeah. 
I'm excited for that. I know a lot of people are very worried about that. <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> for good reason. Yeah. I, I get why people are concerned. No, but for sure. It will be pretty cool when you have your own Jarvis. Yeah. I I mean, we're, so, we're almost there. Yeah. Oh, I did see, this is just a small little thing, but I did see that um, there's talk about Android 12 implementing hold the power button for assistant, mm. which would be a replacement to the squeeze function for me because I miss the squeeze function. But I love the home control. It would still be there. So OnePlus does this already where it's still there. You just hold it a little bit longer to access that. Uh, but like to access your assistant, you would just hold it for like a half a second and it would pop it up. Gotcha. I'd Maybe say- they'll go either way because I don't mind if the tap works pretty good. Yeah. I think the tap will be fine. I could just see the tapping misregistered a lot. For sure. Like, they're going to have to do a lot of machine learning. Yeah. Cause, to get rid of unwanted taps. Because uh, Apple, their implementation of back taps, it would, like, it would, it, whenever I had the uh, the 12 for mm-hmm. a little bit, it would activate all of I that. I think it works fine for the triple tap, but the triple tap's definitely more annoying than the double tap yeah like it's easier to implement yeah. or easier to use the double tap yeah uh, for sure um well i mean that's a that's a lot to cover we've yeah. been talking for a long time now but uh it was a fun it was a fun episode there was a lot to talk about yeah. um and glad to have you back Jaden, on glad the american back. shores so <laughs> i'm sure that you you say you're glad to be back, but I mean, I'm glad to be back <laughs> home. And my, there's nothing like your bed, sure. You know? Oh yeah, for um, sure. But um, it would be nice to go back to those white sand beaches. For I sure. I mean, you've got you've got Morgan <laughs> wanting to plan a, a trip now, so I might I might be the next hey, one to go. Maybe we'll join. Hey, again. that'd be sick. I'd be down. <laughs> um, but hey, let us know what you thought of the episode. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Um, let us know what you'd like to hear more information about in the future. Yeah. Uh, there's some pretty fun events coming up here pretty quickly. Yeah. We'll so. definitely have an episode after the Apple event. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to be talk a good about one. that and just let us know if there's like some things that you've seen other podcasts do that you'd like mm-hmm. to see us do. If you'd like us to bring on a Apple geek, like someone that just loves Apple and like pick their yeah. brain on stuff. We'll do that. It'd be uh, fun It'd be to fun. kind of mix some things up. Um, but just let us know. Uh, but as always, we're super appreciative of your guys' time and listening and yeah. uh, participating and uh, talking to us in person about all the techie stuff that we love to talk about. Um, but until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Sweet.